Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Wisdom's Echo. This is a daily podcast brought to you exclusively by Origin Gate. My name is Elijah Ward, and it is my pleasure today to share with you the meditations of my heart. You know, one of the most important things about my life is my family. I have made um, incredible efforts and very conscious decisions to, um, to ensure that everything that I'm doing with my life and my career and um, my finances and my, uh, you know, if you want to call it ministry, um, I've been making conscious decisions to ensure that all of those things are leading me closer to family and not further from it. I, um, I believe that in previous ages, we have gotten something terribly wrong, and it's that we have considered ministry an opportunity and family an obligation. And I believe that in the days to come, that one of the um, chief evangelical forces in the world is not going to be uh, ministers who are great at stewarding their platforms. I believe it's going to be fathers who are great at stewarding families and mothers who are great at stewarding families and and children who are caught up in um, in a life at home that introduces um, deepening encounter with the Father every day. I believe that the future of of um, of the world being touched by the message of uh, the true gospel is going to really come to its greatest expression within the construct of family. Um, and, you know, I've always felt that as when, when you read scripture, you know, family really is the central theme around which um, much of scripture finds its most natural application. Um, when you read, you know, uh, it, it, first of all, Yeshua came from the father as the son. You know, we can start there. That is, I mean, the, the, everything began within the construct of a family, of a Trinitarian fellowship, and everything is leading us to um, a grand culmination of a mountain called Zion, which is full of family and hosts and celebration and worship and um, and all of that. And so, but, you know, I want to get into three specific aspects of family um, and just give you a couple examples of each because I want you to kind of have an understanding of what is swirling in my heart when I say family. It's really three things, the government of fathers, the covenant of marriage, and the power of inheritance, or how that how that message and that grace continues. Now, as it relates to the government of fathers, um, you know, the very first mechanism of government in Scripture is not kings, it's not priests, it's not judges. It's actually fathers. It's fathers and sons doing life um, and pursuing God. You know. When Israel began to um, shout for a king, it's interesting that God didn't institute the um, the government of this monarch type uh, rulership because he wanted to. He did it as a response to what the people were calling for. Um, and so, really, the most original form of government is um, is fathers. And I've seen the power of that in my own life. You know, one of the most important things about a father is that a father um, transmits into his children an image of God that they will carry forever. Now, this can be a good thing and a bad thing because um, 
sometimes when you think wrong, if you have an image of God that does not align with the truth of his actual being, it can create some conflict later. Now, the mercy of God will carry us through that. He's so good. He will always carry us deeper into truth, even if we're caught up in delusion or if we've been um, given an image that creates confusion in us. His mercy will always give us deepening revelation of who he is. But that first image of God I found often um, uh, comes from fathers. You know, I was raised, my dad was a very strict man, but very joyful at the same time. I have tons of memories of him being fun and being goofy and uh, wrestling on the floor and um, you know, he was an affectionate guy. We were always hugging on him. He was always, um, you know, just, he was so playful, but also strict. He was in the military and he had rules and, and we knew that we had to follow those rules or there would be consequences. And, um, and I grew up with this dad that, you know, gave me a great, um, image of, um, of the joyful, and but serious um, aspect of, of who Yahweh is. Now, as a man, I've, I've been raised by my father, but as a grown man, now I look to um, spiritual fathers who have been positioned in my life to help guide me in, in the expanding revelation of what I believe and what I know about God. Um, and so I, I was given a man named Aaron Smith. Uh, many of you may know him from Mobile, Alabama who for for 10 years served as an apostle in my life and carrying me deeper into revelation and and showing me a different side of the Father, a deeper side of of who God really is, showing me the power of seeking the mysteries. And it's been a real gift in my life. He has imprinted that image of the Father on my life, and I do the same thing for my children. Um, And so the government of fathers, that, that aspect of family is very evident and very powerful and a very key thing in, in terms of the the bigger picture. Um, Now the next one, the covenant of marriage is a big one with me. I, when I read the gospel, I see a love story. I don't read the gospel and see a legal document, or I don't, I I don't, I don't read the gospel and see, um, you know, a God who is, who is angry with his children and, and, and wants to, and needs a way to try and make sure he doesn't kill his kids so he slays the lamb instead. I, I know that there are aspects of the gospel that are, um, that don't, nat, or most naturally, or uh, there are not most naturally related to a marriage construct, but I see the marriage of a father with, um, and his bride all over the scriptures. And, um, one of the things that I love about um, Paul's writing is when he says that um, husbands love your wives as Christ loves the church. And I find that to be an incredibly huge call. And it's and the reason why I believe he said that is because a marriage is one of the most beautiful expressions of the gospel in a natural sense. It's a most, it's, it's, it's such a a powerful expression of a a supernatural mystery of the way that God looks at us, the way the Father looks at me and, and, and adores his bride can most um, effectively be revealed in the marriage covenant. And so I take it very seriously, um, the way that I express my love to my wife and the way that I communicate that to her and the way that I allow that love to drive me to action and not just speech. And so I want to do things. I want to, um, I want to 
take, make it a point to actually take action to show her love and not just communicate it because that's what God does for me. And, you know, one of the scriptures that has really challenged me in the way that I love my wife and in the way that I put on display the most natural expression of the gospel that I can in my marriage is this, um, this scripture right here. It's uh, Romans 8, 38. It says this, 38 and 39. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers nor height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, when I quoted Paul earlier in saying, Husbands, love your wife as Christ loves the church. In this scripture, we see the power of the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. The way that God loves us in Christ is the mystery that's on display in this scripture. So if the marriage covenant, if husbands are called in a marriage covenant to uphold that same measure of love, then I can take the context of a marriage relationship and insert it into this scripture and find that it still holds true. And that would sound like this. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angel nor ruler, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers, nor height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate her from the love of her husband in Christ Jesus our Lord. That should be a challenge, such a provoking thought to any husband as to the way that we love and we that we seek to lavish our love upon our wives and um and ultimately, that's going to be a display of the gospel to the world around us. They're going to be godless people who look at us. And I believe that when they look at our marriage, they should see a beautiful expression of the gospel. Now, the, the last one I mentioned was the power of inheritance. And it's really closely related to the first one because the image that our children have of God often begins with the way that we father them. Our expression as father or as a mother, as a, a, um, a parental um, unit, you know, whatever you want to call it, that expression is going to imprint on them an image of the way that they see God as Father, as a as a caring, um, supernatural being, um, and so the way that we express ourselves as parents, and the way that we um, reveal God as you know, who He really is to our children. It's going to be something that gets carried throughout the generations. The power of inheritance is that it multiplies. Um, you know, financially, in a natural sense, of course, um, we, we transmit these different things, um, natural resources, assets. We bequeath those by way of legal inheritance. But there is a lot of unseen truths that are passed down between generations by fathers who were willing to pioneer new revelation and say yes to the mystery, but then go a step further and ensure that their children receive that same message and that same revelation by way of encounter that they had to receive by way of pioneering um, through scriptural engagement and um, spiritual adventure. And so that's a gift that continues to grow throughout generations. Um, and one of, the, one of my favorite scriptures around uh, generational thought is related to Mount Zion. Um, in Psalm 48, it, uh, it says something very powerful. I just want to read that to you before I close. Psalm 48 is introducing and describing the mountain of Zion in such a beautiful way. Um, and uh, 
Uh, I would encourage you to go read it. I'm not going to read it all right now, but it opens up like this. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised in the city of our God. His holy mountain, beautiful in elevation, is the joy of all the earth. Mount Zion in the far north, the city of the great king. So it introduces Zion there. But at the end, the last couple, um, actually three verses, um, says something really powerful. And it has everything to do with the next generation inheriting the truth of this beautiful message. It says this in verse 12, walk about Zion, go around her, number her towers, consider well her ramparts, go through her citadels that you may tell the next generation that this is God, our God forever and ever. He will guide us forever. Um, and so this Psalm is literally telling us to explore the um, the spiritual um, hidden um, location of Zion and to get to know it very well for this reason, that we may tell the next generation that this is God. And so we are called in so many um, ways to ensure that our children receive an inheritance of that image of the Father um, that will set them on a path that will be absolutely world-changing in this, that even if they never preach a conference or become a natural minister, all the ways that religion has told us that we're supposed to impact the world, if they never do any of that, but they sit under the government of fathers and they express their the gospel through the covenant of marriage and they release that truth through the power of inheritance to their children and they um, engage in this beautiful mystery of family, they're going to succeed and they're going to touch the world. Um, with with the scroll that the Lord has given them. So thank you for listening to this podcast. The heart behind this whole thing is just that family is the dream by which God establishes his unfailing love. So I pray that this has encouraged you and lifted you up and challenged you so that you can be a more beautiful expression of who God is within the construct of the family that he has given you. So I release you and bless you. Shalom. And I look forward to um, sharing in a future podcast.